Hello, everyone. How's everyone going? Good? Great to hear. All right. So tonight, what I want to talk to you about, to you guys about, is um, standing strong in your faith, and ah, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, um, my first like thing I would like to talk to you guys about is standing strong and not moving. So, in one Corinthians sixteen thirteen, it says, "Be courageous and strong in your faith." Now, I'm gonna show you with an example an example with you guys about these three men in the Bible. Maybe you guys have heard of them, maybe you haven't. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Who's heard of these guys? Does anyone remember the story? Yeah. All right, well, I'm just going to recap the story for those of you guys that don't know, or maybe you've forgotten. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were um, Israelites and the Israelite people had been taken as like slaves and stuff. And they were working for the king... Anyway, so one day the king decided to make this huge sculpture, this golden sculpture, and said, well, this is God, this is what we're going to worship. And everyone had to do it. There was no choice. You didn't have a choice. So anyway, it got to the time where everyone had to worship it, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were like, well, actually, we're not going to. Um, We believe in this guy named Jesus, and we believe that he's he's strong and he's more powerful than this hunk of gold will ever be and you can't like change us and what we believe um so anyway they got put he said this is what you have to do i'm going to put you in the furnace so anyway this is what they replied to when king nebuchadnezzar which was the king at the time who was the one that made the big um statue this is what they said to him our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hands. And we're going to say, um, but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statues you have set up. So pretty much that they just went, no, nah, we're staying right here, we're not moving, we are strong in our faith and we're not going to move. So um, this even threatened their life and they were still strong in that. Do you guys reckon we'd that we would be strong enough to stand up in our faith when someone was going to be like, well, you're going to furnace? I, I would hope I was. I don't know. Um, okay, so the, the next thing I want to talk to you guys about is in life bad things will happen. Because, um, you know, in the end, in the story, they did get put in a furnace. So, well, that wasn't ideal. Like, when they said, well, we're staying for Jesus, Jesus could have come, well, God could have come down and be like, we're rescuing you, taking you up to heaven right now, and we're going to have a big party or something, or something like that. But, no, they got put in a fiery furnace. Um, So, sometimes we can be doing the right thing, and bad things still might happen. So, we could be doing exactly what we think is right, and, you know, Obviously, yeah, bad, bad things happen. Um, in those times, though, we need to remember who is Lord and that he's always there for us. So when that happens, just remember who's Lord and what he's done. <coughs> um, 
Um, has anyone ever been really into like reading your Bible, being really getting stuff from God, being really, really like um, devoted and motivated to like be serving God? And then someone being like, what, what are you wasting your time for? Has anyone ever had that happen? Yes. Now, I know that that's happened to me. Some people have been like, why are you reading your Bible? Why are you watching those people preaching videos and stuff? Like, it makes you feel really bad and stuff. But in that time, you need to remember who God is. Um, um, and in those times is when you have to stand firm and you have to pray. So instead of backing off and um, being, well, look, Lord, I've been serving you and then all of a sudden this happens, that's when you have to be like, nah, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to keep my ground and I'm going to pray. Um, in these things, this is when we have to depend more on God and his strength instead of your own. In Luke 21, 17, 19, this is what Jesus is saying. Everyone will hate you because of me. Now, this Bible verse doesn't make me want to be like, oh, God, I love you so much. Come be my friend. In this, it's kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put you over here. I won't let you them see you because that won't be fun having everyone hate me. But, no, nah, that's not what I'll do. Anyway, um, he, but the thing is that this um, Bible verse is saying to me is, he doesn't always promise that everything's going to be easy and that it's going to be, like, fun all the time. Um, that, well, that's the last thing he says. Um, and then, so, moving on from that, in the end of that verse, it says, but not a hair, a hair on your head will perish and you will win at life. So, at the end, it's saying, well, it might not be easy right now, but in the end, we will, our, not a hair on our head will perish and we will win at life. So, no matter how hard it might be right now, you, that's what you need to ha- hang on to. Um, so, we might end up in the fire, but we will not get burnt. That's one thing you need to remember. So, we will, might end up in the firing line of a lot of stuff, but we're not going to get burnt by anything. Um, in, in the fire, if you've ever heard this story, so King Nebuchadnezzar was looking in the fiery furnace and was looking at the men in the fire, and then he realised that there was actually four figures in the fire. And he's like, did we put those, those three men in there? And then the, the guy was like, yeah, yeah, we put the three men in there. And he's like, well, then what's that fourth one doing? And so God actually sent his angel down to protect them in the fire. And so nothing ended up happening. Like nothing, they didn't get burned or anything. So when we're doing stuff for God, like they were doing it for God, they weren't doing it for them uh, themselves because obviously they were going to die. And so when you're doing stuff for God, you will be successful in everything. In everything. So it might seem hard right now, but in the end, we're going to be successful and we're going to be victorious. Um, but the, um, once this has happened, we will start seeing the fruits. So in Daniel 3... Oh, yeah, guys, if you want to be following along with this story and just read it, it's in Daniel 3, um, 28 is where it starts. So, oh, this is what King Nebuchadnezzar said when he got them out of the furnace. So he said, they trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give their lives rather than serve or worship any other god except their own. So he saw 
the faith that they had in their God. And that's something that then went to him. And he's like, wow, they like risked their life for this God. And it turned him like around kind of thing, which that's pretty awesome. So right now, the person who's putting you in the fire or whatever it is, in the end, you might end up actually saving them as well. So... Um, And the rest of the Israelites at, in captivity were actually set free and um, protected from harm by the king's decree. And all the three men received the royal promotion. So they didn't just end up coming out of the fire flying. They actually got promoted up higher than what they were. So after the trial, they after the um, fire, they succeeded and went higher and actually helped so many people around them. So maybe after the fire that you're in, maybe um, it might be a chance for you to help other people as well. Um, you never know what's going to happen. So they made a difference just by standing up for what they believed was right and what they believed in. What do you think could happen when you stand up and are strong in the fire? And this Bible verse 1, Corinthians 15, 56. Give yourself fully to God and your labours will not be in vain. So they did give themselves fully to God. And in the end, they um, come out on top. So number four is God has given us protection. So even in the fire, God will still be there with us and he'll protect us. Just like the four men in the fire, he was protecting them. So this is Psalm one, God is our refuge and strength, and ever present help, and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. So, when you're in the tr- in the fire, there's no need to fear. There's nothing to be scared of because God is always there. He's our refuge and He's our strength. That's when we need to go to Him and rely on Him. Um, the Lord is our protection. Um, yeah, rely on Him when things are really hard. Um, Isaiah 43.2 When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, you will not be swept, it will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. No matter what you walk through, you, no matter what trouble, God will be walking with you. God's right there all the time. <coughs> um. My, one of my last points is you're not alone. And I don't just mean, oh, yeah, God's with you all the time. That's, that's not this point as well. This point is that in the world, it's happening to nearly every Christian you could think of. Like, if you talk to most Christians, they've probably gone through this. So in 1 Peter 5, 9, it says, Resist him, stand firm in the faith, because you know the f- that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. That is pretty much like that's crazy. So like when we when we stand firm in our faith, that's when we need to remember it's not just us, it's not just the people in our town, it's not just people in this country. Every believer from everywhere is going through it. So stay strong and remember that you're not alone. Here's a question I have for you. What are the some of, what are some of the idols that you have in your life that you need to stop worshiping?
you guys can can you guys think of any? Make a decision on what you what you believe is right and stand strong in that. God will have your back and will not leave you or let any harm come to you when you're following him. Don't move and stand firm and depend on God. And if you do have any of these idols in your life, this is what I want you to say to them. Same as what Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said. So today we will need to say to our idols and make it very clear that when it gets hard, we will never worship them again. Just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego said to um, King Nebuchadnezzar, but if he doesn't, um, let me make this clear that we will never serve your gods or worship your gods like this again. So pretty much that we will never go back, even when it's hard, we'll never go back to what we used to worship. So I'm just going to leave you with that. Um, so over tonight, if you want to think about it, just think about what are the idols in your life that you need to stop worshipping and what are the points that you need to remember for when you do stop worshipping them. Carmel, that was, yeah, um, who likes pink? Okay, so if you're not reading it, um, you probably should, because I started reading it probably a year ago, and it just helps you um, get into the Bible so much. Like, yeah, because before that I was struggling a little bit with reading the Bible, but after you read them for a while, yeah, it starts, starts to help you. So, yes, who is enjoying holidays? Uh, what, yeah, that wasn't very excited. But <laughs> um, yeah, so tonight I'm going to speak about real love. And what that is. So I'm going to read out a story. Who likes stories? Yep. All right. So it's called The Bridge. Who's heard of The Bridge? Carol? Okay, that's good. All right. So this story is a true story that is about real love of a father. So just picture this in your minds, however you picture it. Um, so... So a beautiful spring day by a river in the 1930s and a father who is the controller of a railroad bridge and he's brought his son to work with him and the son isn't very old, maybe like, I know, seven or eight, I'm just guessing. So it's a bit past lunch and the young boy is watching his father doing his work from an observation deck and, yeah, so it goes like this, so it's called a bridge, so... Suddenly the boy heard a faint cry of an approaching passenger train. Oh, so the dad um, is the controller of the bridge, so he moves the bridge up and down, like, so boats can go under it and trains can go over it. So, yeah. So the suddenly the boy heard a faint cry of an approaching passenger train, coming quite a bit sooner than had been expected. The father up in the control room could not hear neither the whistle of the train nor the warning cry of his son. 
The boy saw the train racing closer and closer, and he started to run along the platform to reach his father, knowing that there was a lever he could pull near the operating gears of the bridge. The boy ran to the door in the platform and tried to lower himself down to reach the lever. Losing his balance, he fell into where the gears came together and was caught. At the same time, the father saw his son fall down into the hole of the platform. He saw the fast approaching train. In horror, he realised that if he didn't start lowering the bridge immediately, it would not be down in time for the train to pass safely. The train would crash into the river below, killing hundreds of innocent people. Um, the man was faced with an unimaginable dilemma, race to save his son at the cost of hundreds of lives or sacrifice his son to save the passengers of, on the train. He made the only choice he could and pulled the lever to lower the bridge. In spite of the noise of the descending bridge and the oncoming train, he still heard the anguished screams of his beloved son being crushed to death between the gears. So that's a bit of a bad story, but the father ran <laughs> to the platform as the train was passing by. Most people on the train simply ignored the man crying on the platform. Others looked out of the window and stared, totally oblivious to the unspeakable sacrifice that had just been made on their behalf. They gave no other thought or concern to the man who had just given up what was most precious to him so that they could live. So that's a pretty touching story. I know. Um, my friend sent it to me the other day, and the first time I read it, I was like, yeah, that's, that's real love right there. And, yeah, so the story does align with the Easter story and how God, the Father, sent his son so that we may live, but I'm probably not going to go into that. So I just wanted to read that story to set the mood of what real love is and how it works. So real love can be a challenge for us in our day-to-day -day lives, and sometimes we may have to sacrifice some things like the Father did. But sometimes it may be bigger for some people than others. So, yeah. Um, love is more than just saying, I love you, but it's an action word, so it's a verb. And we must act it out. So, who has their Bibles here? Alright. Ellie did. Yeah, do you want it back? Um, yeah, so, okay, so you're going to go to Romans 12, 9, and it's on page 1252, if that helps you. Chapter 12, verse 9. Alright, here we go. Um, Alright. So, it says, Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling on to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. So, yeah. Um, That's a pretty good verse, because, yeah, it just shows what love is, and, how we should act it out. So, who here finds it easy to love people with real love, who love you with real love? So, father-son relationship, mother-daughter relationship, it's easy to love them because they love you. But, 
if we go to um, Luke 6.32, um, so many pages in Bibles. Goodness. Um, oh yeah, so it says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love you. And now I go down to, uh, no, we'll keep reading. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? So now I go down to 35. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. So, yeah, it, they're so true verses, and like loving people can be hard, as I said before, and so the question is like, why do we do it? If if it is so hard and we have to sacrifice things, why do we do it? And so I was looking through my Bible and I found the answer, or sort of the answer, in Romans. Romans 8.25 says, wait, something might be wrong. Oh, actually, don't have to skip first. have a look at my old notes. My notes got taken home so I had to sort of rewrite them because before. So oh, I see. It's Romans 8.28. I wrote it wrong. I think. Yeah. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So we've got God on our side and he's working everything that happens for the good of those who love him. And so if you know you love him, then that's pretty good. And it's also an accomplishment to be able to love God because, if, like I said before, it's easy to love those who love you. But with God, it's a little bit different because by loving him, we also have to obey him. And... Like, if you love someone, you honour them and you obey them, don't you? Yeah. So, um, sorry, let me find the right one. Yeah, so after this, that verse I just read, it's exciting because, yeah, it just gets you excited because everything, we know that it, it's working together for good. So, you might be thinking, like, Yeah, because, yeah. Um, so, like, by honouring and obeying God, he says in, in Luke 6.32, if you want to go there, I think. Luke 6.32. Oh, I've already been here. But it's good. Um, like, 
if you love those who love you, wait a minute, sorry guys, it's just, Oh, Matthew 5.44. So, let's go there. <laughs> Lots of skipping around. Yeah. So, Matthew 5.44. So, it says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So, that's really hard to do to pray for those who persecute you because like and love them normally you'd hate someone who did something wrong to you because they did something wrong to you and it's not fair on you and on what you've done so yeah but god says to love them and pray for them and that can sometimes be really hard and yeah so and that's what Jesus says. So if we're going to obey him and love him, then we need to obey what he says. And he says to love our enemies. And, yeah, so... So with that, I just want to challenge everyone um, and even myself. Like, when, when we go out this week and when school starts, if anyone's willing you, pray for them and love them with real love that... Yeah, and so I just close with a prayer. Um, yeah, so cover that head. So, dear God, please give us the strength that we need to be able to go out today and love on our enemies. And thank you that you have been such an amazing, well, you have set such an amazing example for us to follow. And yeah, amen. So, with that. <laughs>